Hello and welcome back to Additive Snack. I'm super excited to kick off season three of Additive Snack, the podcast that is engineered to inspire and educate you on your additive manufacturing journey. I'm Fabian Adelfeld. When I'm not in the podcasting booth, I'm the leader of the Additive Minds Consulting and Academy teams for EOS in North America. We've got an incredible lineup for season three. Starting with today's guest, I'm joined by Matthew Parker, Director of Additive Manufacturing Engineering at Senior Aerospace SSP. And Senior designs and manufactures some of the most demanding and complex parts for customers in the military, space, and commercial aviation industries. And over the past few years, industrial 3D printing has become a bigger and bigger part of their success. Today, I'll be talking to Matthew about why Senior began using AM for production applications, why they made that move earlier than most competitors in their industry, why AM is the only solution for some of Senior's most challenging projects, and best practices for creating an additive mindset throughout your own organization. Matthew, welcome to the Additive Snack Podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you, and I'm so curious, can you tell us a bit more about yourself, but also about Senior Aerospace and what your role is at Senior Aerospace? Sure, Fabian, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here and to talk to you guys today. Uh, so I am the Director of uh, Additive at uh, Senior Additive, which is uh, a subsidiary of Senior Aerospace. Uh, we're a global company. We have uh, divisions across the world focusing both in fluid conveyance systems and structural uh, components for uh, aircraft of all types. Excellent, Matthew. So, of course, Senior Aerospace didn't start with additive manufacturing. You are a organization that uses conventional manufacturing technologies to produce all of your portfolio products. Can you tell us a bit more about when Senior Aerospace began to explore additive manufacturing as a serious production technology and why you then decided additive manufacturing is ready for prime time. We will invest into this technology and we will use it as a final production technology. So senior uh, aerospace has been around for a very long time. Uh, the division where senior additive is located has been around since 1949 and wow. other divi other divisions of senior have been around since the 1800s. So we've been manufacturing uh, components for aerospace uh, and uh, other industries for a very, very long time. But we always are keeping our eyes on how the market is evolving and manufacturing technologies are evolving. And so the first investigations into additive happened about 10 years ago. Uh, and what we saw at that point in time was that the technology wasn't going to be viable from a cost-effective manner but we did see promise from a technological perspective. And so we kind of kept our eyes on it. And that equation started to change about five years ago when we redid our investigations, looking at some of the high volume parts that we were working on. And what we saw was that the, there was basically cost parity on some of those components, which was something that we hadn't expected. And that was really driven by multi-laser systems, allowing uh, the process to become uh, dramatically faster. Uh, and in our case, it was 4x faster than what we had seen previously. 
And so that, right, so that, that type of change really uh, gave us the, the business uh, incentive to move forward uh, in an aggressive way uh, with additive manufacturing. All right. So multi-laser systems opened up a new market for, for you as an organization, which you then leveraged to, uh, to, to, to get into the market with some first applications. What kind of applications did you, as senior aerospace, work on first? What did you identify as a value add for additive manufacturing? Yeah, so the components we looked at initially were things that were complex machined components, uh, primarily out of titanium. Uh, we looked across, mm -hmm. when we were starting our investigation, we looked across our product portfolio and identified the things that were uh, extremely expensive to manufacture today using conventional methods and those that would be a good match for additive manufacturing. And so we saw that in uh, titanium components of all types uh, and primarily in a series of brackets for a military program uh, that we were uh, already the design authority for. And so those are the product products that we launched with. So that initial exploration uh, led quickly to further opportunities. So the first major uh, program where we deployed additive manufacturing was a program for NASA called uh, the X-59 uh, aircraft. And on that aircraft, we were the design authority for uh, the entire pneumatic ducting system uh, for that aircraft, uh, as well as an APU system as uh, in addition. And so using those uh, systems as a baseline, we were able to very rapidly provide with our, our customer with complex uh, ducting systems that you know met the, the requirements for their aircraft. Additionally, the as happens many times in aircraft design, the designers of the aircraft kind of forget that there is a requirement for a ducting system until you know the architecture for the layout for the aircraft is laid out, and then right. there's not there, then there's not space for these uh, things for the ducts have to go in there, and so uh, additive manufacturing allowed us in this particular aircraft to design ducting that would squeeze through uh, very tight uh, sections of this aircraft and would then allow us to provide our customer with a solution that would not have been possible uh, otherwise. And so that kind of that experience really changed the way that we approach additive uh, from kind of a baseline uh, situation. That's incredible. It must have been such an eye-opening experience to to use a challenge of a customer that's pre-existing and using this challenge, in this case, limited uh, space within the uh, within the system to then design a part that's not only solving that challenge, but even makes the part better. In your case, I think, uh, by XYZ percent lighter uh, in the final application. Yes, and that's, there are, uh, there would have been technical solutions that might have met you know, a percentage of the customer's requirement, but additive manufacturing allowed us to meet 100% of their uh, requirements and, you know, fit within the space that was uh, available, which basically meant our customer didn't have to, you know, change their plans 
to accommodate uh, you know our requirements. That's awesome. Solving that ch that customer challenge with a new technology like additive manufacturing is is really the kind of examples that we're looking for in this in this podcast. And I'm sure that you know if we fast forward to where you are now as senior aerospace and you have all of this experience of optimizing components, solving your customers' challenges, there's still organizations out there that have not had any experience with additive manufacturing and are most likely critical or question the maturity of that technology. So how do you convince a potential customer that has a challenge that you believe additive manufacturing can solve? How do you convince them that AM is the right technology for that problem? You know, uh, when we initially started uh, along this journey, uh, we faced a lot of these challenges and our customers First, firstly, uh, believed that we didn't have data around the processes. And at, when we initially started, that was true, right? We didn't have the data around the processes, but we knew from uh, other people's success in the, in the industry that the data was out there and it was possible. And so we set upon a path to develop the data ourselves Because Senior is a uh, international uh, organization with uh, substantial resources, we decided to put together the full chain of uh, testing uh, capabilities required to validate the additive manufacturing process. And that really allowed us to start our discussions with our customers with data. So now no, no longer when we have a discussion with a customer, does it, do they say, hey, you don't have the data or you don't know uh, the process, you don't understand the process. We start our discussion showing them the data. And then from there, we can move to how additive manufacturing solves their problems. And I think that's been a real change in the last couple of years in the customer dis discussions we've had. Uh, and it's leading to you know, our success in the area. All right, so you now position yourself within that conversation with your customer. You have the data, you have your first pilot projects that you can also prove that Senior Aerospace has the experience to, to help a, a customer along that journey of a new manufacturing technology and implementing that also into their environment. How do you now approach such a project You mentioned it to solve their your customer's problem. How do you solve these problems? How do you implement additive manufacturing into new projects and into new applications, especially because I'm sure you start as a nucleus, but how do you scale that within senior aerospace itself? Right, and that's uh, exactly what one of my challenges uh, and mandates within the organization. So senior additive uh, is supporting the global organization. Um, It's located at our facility in Burbank at Senior Aerospace SSP, and it supports globally. And so in the engineering world and uh, the business world, there's a concept of not invented here. And that's, that's always a challenge to um, overcome that. And so I go and I visit all of our locations globally, uh, explain to them the capabilities, Uh, show them what we can do, and then kind of go and walk through their product uh, portfolio with them and help them identify opportunities for additive manufacturing uh, on their parts. So initially, engineers like to think that everything can be additive, 
And so that is also a challenge is educating the engineering workforce mm -hmm. on what are viable candidates for additive manufacturing and what are better uh, kept traditional or what are great, great hybrids. And I think that is a distinguishing feature between somebody who is new uh, or early on in the additive uh, journey uh, and somebody who is further along uh, because you are able to better identify what are good candidates, what aren't, and what we can do, how much redesign is going to be required, et cetera. And so that's kind of, that's a journey that we've been on over the last five years as well. And I'd say, you know, we are not fully complete on that journey. I don't think anybody is because the technology is changing so fast. You really have to keep uh, your eye on where the latest things are and how you can utilize those things. While at the same time, you know, maturing your experience on the on the proven. 100%. And I think, as you said, nobody is there because the technology is fastly fast evolving. Uh, we're continuously pushing the limits of additive manufacturing. It's not just the hardware that's changing. It's uh, new uh, process uh, strategies, new materials that continuously open up a new space in, in additive manufacturing. So you mentioned that in the end, you're, you're, you're not only educating your customers on where additive manufacturing adds value, you're also educating internal stakeholders and other teams uh, to help them to identify applications where additive manufacturing actually adds value in the aerospace industry. What are, what are some of these advantages that you try to point your customers or your internal teams towards to identify where additive manufacturing really plays a big role? Right. So I think one of the areas, well, I not think, I know one of the areas where the best uh, opportunities lie are when we can combine parts uh, into one uh, or fewer parts. And what we see is if we try to replace one part with one part, it's typically a break-even proposition. And does not make a compelling case because it's usually easier from an engineering perspective to manufacture conventionally. So break-even is definitely not what we're looking for. We're looking for those step changes that mm -hmm. bring dramatic cost savings uh, to our customers. So for instance, on an engine duct for an engine buildup system, we can take what are 15 to 20 parts and combine those into a single part. And when we're able to make those types of combinations uh, from the very beginning, from the design side, there are dramatic uh, savings, not only in cost, but in weight available to us as well. And when you look at a ducting drawing and then kind of imagine all the ways you can combine parts, uh, it's really eye-opening for our customers. Okay, and I'm I'm curious, is it only cost reduction that attracts your customers to additive manufacturing, or are you also able to utilize those part consolidation concepts that you just mentioned to increase the performance of a part or even a assembly so much that a potential higher cost of additive manufacturing compared to conventional manufacturing add so much value to your customer that they are willing to pay yeah. a price for performance. 
Absolutely. You can imagine that there are industries where cost uh, is not the primary driver. And in those areas, we have had extraordinary success uh, upselling our customer on a higher performing product that adds more value to senior. And that th those cases are the ones that are very exciting for us. You know, mm -hmm. we're, a we're able to then kind of unleash our engineering teams to design the highest performing uh, product possible un unrestrained by geometry and then give our customer that incredible product. And we've been able to do that on several programs, uh, primarily in the uh, military aircraft zone, where we've been able to design gimbal components that are approximately 30% lighter than anything we had ever designed before. And they are also smaller in volume, which allows them to fit in a smaller space in the aircraft. All of these things are extremely important to somebody who's designing uh, within a very compact space and is designing for performance. That's awesome. So you guys have cases where you're able to reduce costs, where you are actually able to have a solid business case for additive manufacturing. You also have programs where you reinvent existing products to into a status where the performance increase is so significant that it is considered a high value product that uh, is and shows the value to your customer to to also pay a bit more for for those applications but i'm sure there's also some cases where you're not successful to convince a customer where uh, you're really challenging the fact that additive manufacturing adds value, but you're not really getting through with your customers. What are some of those some of those challenges that you're encountering uh, in your additive manufacturing journey over the past years? Sure, uh, absolutely. There are still uh, customers who are hesitant about additive manufacturing. And I think the work uh, that is being done by uh, the various committees in the uh, SAE AMS committees on additive manufacturing are doing a lot of work to standardize uh, what is happening in additive manufacturing, and that will only help to build confidence uh, with those customers. I think as uh, the industry evolves as well, the customers will see that they will have to adopt additive manufacturing or be kind of left behind. Uh, you know, the green technology, uh, the drive to reduce carbon uh, emissions uh, is extremely important in the aerospace industry. And weight reduction is a substantial portion of that. And additive manufacturing allows that to happen. And so Senior is somebody who is, you know, very interested in uh, supporting these uh, reduction of carbon emissions. Uh, we're very interested in helping to make that happen. Uh, and we see it as a, a key enabler uh, for our customers. That's amazing. I'm so glad you said that. Um, additive manufacturing has has many, many opportunities, but I think what we oftentimes see is that when we talk about performance improvements of parts, that oftentimes translates into lower carbon emissions or um, more sustainable applications for those uh, for those uh, final users of the of the of the part. So, um, to me, also additive manufacturing has two sectors where it can contribute to a more sustainable manufacturing industry, and that is a 
reducing the carbon footprint within manufacturing, having a less dirty manufacturing technology, but also, and I think in your case, even more importantly, enabling those applications that can reduce uh, energy consumption, fuel consumption, and so on and so forth, and even enabling more green technologies through light weighting uh, and, and so on and so forth. Yep, and it's an area we're very excited to be a part of. Same, same. Yeah, uh, it uh, drives me every day. So you guys are on the forefront of additive manufacturing. What are some advice that you would give some other companies that are looking to explore additive manufacturing for production, but aren't quite sure if they should make the step or not? Yeah, I think that there's uh, a couple different ways to approach this. What if For companies uh, like Senior, that are out there that are kind of on the sidelines looking at uh, additive manufacturing and trying to identify uh, if it is a good fit for them, I would suggest that they should reach out to an expert in the area and get some uh, trade studies done on their parts and identify what what are a good fit. It's very critical uh, to not underestimate the amount of time effort and investment it takes uh, in order to uh, effectively deploy additive manufacturing as senior has done. And so it takes that time. And if you don't invest uh, ahead of the need, then you're not going to be ready when the when the customer is coming and asking. And the way I see the industry moving, the customers on the next generation of aircraft are going to demand additive manufacturing for all the reasons we've previously identified. And so I would say start early uh, and invest and understand where your products uh, fit within additive manufacturing. And if you think that your products don't have an additive manufacturing uh, use case, I would say you should question that because it's probably not true. Uh, and you're not thinking big enough or with a bold enough vision. That's an awesome statement. And I mean, Senior Aerospace stepped into the game five years ago. You think you entered at the right time? Were you too early? No, I really think we uh, invested at the right time. Like I said previously, we had been uh, investigating for about 10 years uh, ago and invested about ten, about five years ago. And so during that, you know, the prior five years before our investment, I think the industry was very immature and it was in much more of an R&D phase. Uh, it's moved much more toward commercialization uh, in, those t- in that time. And it's very substantially in the commercialized process now. And so, I feel like we invested at the right time in order to uh, reap the maximum benefit uh, for senior. Right. Well, the the main message then for everybody out there who is thinking about, should I get into additive manufacturing? Should my company get into additive manufacturing? The answer is, answer is yes. And the answer is now. It uh, is, a, is, is a resounding yes. And uh, definitely you should do it now. And what about if I'm not the CEO of a company, I'm not a a senior executive who who is really exploring additive manufacturing from a strategic perspective. But I'm a design engineer. I have a certain challenge in a product or in a design space. And I'm thinking that additive manufacturing may be a solution. How do I get my foot into the additive manufacturing door? 
Yeah. So I, you know, senior, I was in a very similar space uh, when we started. Uh, I personally started my investigation in additive manufacturing kind of on a, a side project basis, uh, mm -hmm. kind of empowered by my uh, leader at the time. And it was after that that I found out that the CEO of Senior PLC uh, was also kind of very interested in the idea of additive manufacturing and was waiting for uh, the right business to identify the right business case. And so, you know, I would say to those uh, junior design engineers out there that they should not underestimate their ability to influence their organization. And they should be, you know, building that business case and working with their leadership in order to bring it up and make the business case to make it happen. Because any one individual in an organization can make a change or and make a positive change for an organization uh, if they, you know, have the wherewithal to put together that proposal. And they should do that. I think that is really good advice, Matthew. Not only changing the mindset towards a new manufacturing technology, and as you said earlier, thinking big, thinking bold, understanding that additive manufacturing most likely can positively influence your job profile and your, your projects that you're working on, but also thinking big in a way of impact. I can have an impact as one of the first seeds that start such a technology investigation and then grow that first uh, successful project, most likely, into a larger program. Matthew, I would like to thank you for sharing your experience. I'd like to thank you for sharing your advice and giving so much knowledge to our listeners out there on Additive Snack. And it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being here. And I look forward to seeing how the industry grows in the future. Same, same. Stay tuned. It's time to recap the big takeaways from today's episode. First, if your organization hasn't started to explore additive manufacturing, it's time to begin that journey. That's because 3D printing is now a core solution for many applications. The longer you wait to explore AM, the more you run the risk of falling behind competitors in your market. Plus, the earlier you become familiar with AM, the more data and expertise you will gain. And that's very important for explaining the key value propositions of AM, as well as the reliability to your customers and users. Second, as soon as your organization adopts AM as a fundamental tool, the more your people will start to think additively. Your engineers will embrace the opportunity to solve problems with innovative technologies and materials. And your production team will be energized by the unique traits of 3D printed parts. And third, it's important to approach AM as a continuous journey. Even if your organization is ahead of the field in its usage of 3D printing, capabilities and technologies are evolving quickly, and so are the materials you can use. As Matthew explained, Senior first began exploring AM a decade ago, but it wasn't until five years ago that the technology and its capabilities became a viable solution for Senior and its customers. And now that Senior has years of expertise producing parts additively, they're able to quickly evolve alongside the innovations happening in real time. Before we end this episode, I had one more question for Matthew that I could not leave untouched. 
So Matthew, one critical part that many organizations struggle with is how do I get my whole workforce excited for additive manufacturing? And how do I spread the expertise that I have possibly in a small team to, across into other departments and other verticals of my organization? The, what, there's two different areas of that, of course, right? There's one on the engineering side. And engineers typically are curious uh, people who enjoy you know, new challenges. And additive manufacturing provides that a perfect challenge for an engineering organization to to tackle. And you know, we we saw initially where we started out with what we call the additive team uh, when we were at the very beginning. And the additive team was responsible for setting up and for designing parts. But quickly, as we moved through. Uh, various programs, particularly that uh, X59 program I told you about, we saw that the engineers just started to think in an additive mindset. And so that was kind of a, a real turning point for us when it changed from an additive team to the whole team thinking additively. And that was kind of uh, bolstered by you know new opportunities coming up and identifying new use cases, and then the second part is identifying how to uh, bring people on the shop floor along on the journey. On the shop floor, there are many challenges, and I think the saying "you don't know what you don't know" uh, is a re really good situation. Uh, for uh, building additive parts on the floor. And there are many challenges. There's there's many challenges, right? There's new ways of inspecting, new ways of machining. But when an operator on the shop floor sees a part out of an alien spaceship for the first time, <laughs> it really has, it really has, you know, a uh, an impact on them. And it makes them feel like they're part of something new and special. And that's been a real uh, important part of helping to bring the shop floor employees along on the journey for something you know that is way outside the realm of anything they've done before. Love it. Finding that alien part, that one part that is an eye-opener that excites people and wants them intrinsically to push this technology forward. So you heard it. Find your alien part. It will be your gateway to exploring a new manufacturing universe. This is the end of our first episode of Season 3. And I'd like to thank Matthew for joining us today and sharing his insights on how to successfully navigate the AM journey. We also want to hear from you. Is there a topic you'd like me to cover on a future episode? Is there a guest you think would be a perfect fit for the podcast? If so please send us an email at additive.snack at eos-na.com. Your feedback is always welcome. On the next episode, we have another incredible guest lined up. I'll be joined by the co-founder and CEO of Fathom, Rich Stump. Rich has an incredible journey throughout the additive manufacturing industry and will share how Fathom made it all the way to the New York Stock Exchange. How Fathom uses various additive manufacturing technologies to push the limits of production and the crucial role education plays in successful AM projects. It's going to be an amazing episode, so be sure to join us. 
Until next time, be sure to subscribe to Additive Snack, the podcast app of your choice. And thank you for listening. Special thanks goes out to my co-producers, Kristen Eisminger and Tim Moynihan, as well as to Shannon Bauch, to graphic design and social media management.